Good afternoon, afternoon, St. Louis, Missouri, and Boston, Massachusetts, Houston, Texas, Indianapolis, Indiana, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Baltimore, Maryland, Scottsdale, Arizona, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, Montgomery, Alabama, Chicago, Illinois, Richmond, Wisconsin, Brunswick, New Jersey, Jackson, Mississippi, Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Nancy, Missouri, and Atlanta, Georgia, home for the National Black Business Conference that takes place on August 23rd, 27, and 23. Welcome to lunch with some good comrades for a beautiful August 19th, and 23. My name is Alan Coach, your host, Peter Lowe, the Elder Adam Lyles, Elder Pete Lyles. How are you doing, sir? Bye. And how's the family doing, sir? Bye. As always, too blessed to be distressed. Well, Scott, that is a good thing to feel here today. I ain't gonna lie to you, but uh, there's a lot of stuff going on, but I gotta be like you, not be like Scott. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, we need you to hear about Mr. Chuck DeBoe, the third. And but we are broadcasting live on Ferguson USA Hot Radio.com, Facebook, YouTube, and with live on the North St. Louis City, Winston Terrace. North County and on of Missouri. We want to thank you for making us a part of your weekend every Saturday, one to three p.m. Now, without further ado, we have prayer with the Elder Alan Lyles, who's the pastor of the Walnut Park Mount Chapel Church in Louis, Missouri, at the time for Assembly Avenue, that's in Los Angeles, by the way. And we have prayer with our blessed teachers of every Saturday, the Elder Alan Lyles, Pastor the Walnut Park Mount Chapel Church, located. Uh, yeah, 
I'm going to talk about, I'm going to come off the seventh chapter of Romans. You know, Romans is the, is the book, that's the whole book that's based on the gospel. Mm-hmm. From verses from, 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 from one to, it's, it's uh, 16 chapters in this book. Okay. And from one to 16, all of them is explaining the gospel, eternal life. There's a lot of uh, sound doctrine in here to keep you strong in the law. Mm-hmm. And uh, Romans talk about the beginning, go all the way back to Adam. Mm-hmm. If, if you read, when, I'm going to turn, before I go to Romans, I'm going to go back to Genesis for a minute and read. Okay. I'm going to read something from Genesis. Uh, the third chapter, Genesis. Genesis, the third chapter. Hold on. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, go here. I'm sorry. The third chapter, Genesis. And... Uh, I'm going to come with verse 1. Mm-hmm. It said, Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field <coughs> which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, had God said, Ye should not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God had said, Ye should not eat of it, neither should ye touch it, that ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye should not surely die, for God do not know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes should be open, and you should be as God's knowing good and evil. Now, that tree right there was the knowledge of good and evil was a tree that was in the midst of the garden too, but it wasn't, uh, it was by the tree of life. It was two trees out there, with the tree of life, a 12-mile field, and was a tree of the knowledge of good and evil, which is to happen to us. It was showing Jesus Christ, the tree of life, and was showing sin, the sinful man, uh, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. People don't, don't pay that attention. That tree, this tree, was talking about people. It was expressing a tree. But it means people, because God knew Adam was going to sin. And he was going to take on these two natures. That's why I said, there's no good thing that dwells in the flesh. Now, let's go back to Romans. The 
8th chapter of Romans, 7th chapter of Romans, and verse 15, it's explained in that tree. Verse 15 said, it said, the strife of the two natures under the law. But that which I do, I allow not. In other words, that tree was wicked. And you know, you have all kind of thoughts coming through your mind. The flesh, that's why I don't know good things dwell in the flesh. The flesh is wicked. That was the flesh and way of man go act just like the not the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Because that's what man is doing today in the world. Showing good and evil. But even him showing his good and evil, is that it said the Lord said there's none good, no not one, all they have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So, man is wicked. All men are wicked. Women, boys, and girls. All, everybody is a sinner. Like people, oh, look at that little baby. That's a little angel. No, I ain't no little angel. That's a little hell raiser. She, he's a, she's a sinner or he's a sinner. You know, we always want to interpret. This is this. That's why this nature is so wicked. It always want to make things the way it wanted to be with its imagination, which is filthy. Mm-hmm. More good and evil. Then he goes on to say, "But what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I." If then I do that which I would not, I consider unto the law that it is good. Now then, it is no more I that do it, but sin <coughs> that dwelleth in me. Mm-hmm. See? See, you wicked. And uh, ain't, ain't no good thing dwell in the flesh. And you can't do better. That's why Jesus had to come and, and bring us back to God. The flesh makes you a creature. You're just like the creature. Because in Romans the 8th chapter, and verse 20 to 22, <coughs> this is what uh, this tree of the knowledge of good and evil did to the animal. Okay. Verse, verse the 8th chapter of Romans, and verse 20 to 22 says this. For the creature was made subject to vanity, <clears throat> not willingly, but by reason of him who had subjected the same in hope. <clears throat> because the creature itself also should be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. Well, we know the whole creation groaning and travail in pain together until now. See, that's wickedness. The animal, 
everything got wicked when, when, when Adam disobeyed God. Everything. Ain't nothing good in the world. And we think it's something good out here. It's good. The only thing good is when God is working in it. Other than that, it ain't no good. Now, then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. This chapter right here clear me up about me. Let me know how wicked I was. I'm talking okay. about myself. That's a two-edged sword. It's a two-edged sword. It's got the speaker in the here. It ain't just no one way. It's two ways. Lord said, anywhere two or three gathered together in my name and agree, and he said he's in the midst of them. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. See there? <laughs> this really let me know how wicked I am. And it wasn't for the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't know where I would be. Amen. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwells in me. See, the only one can get you out of sin is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why everybody should believe the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And they pass from death unto life before death set in. But when you come in the world, you're dead in trespasses and sin. So when you when, when you believe Jesus died for your sin and was buried and rose again, then you are taken out of that trespass of the sin and become a child of God. <laughs> I find in a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. I know the people all in the universe that evil is always with you, ain't it? <laughs> When you when you sitting up and thinking about something wicked, talking about what you gonna do, I'ma do this, I'ma do that. Lusting, the lust, walking in this wickedness, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my members, warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Oh, Rick, what verse is that now? Huh? What verse are you reading right now? The 23, the 23rd verse in the seventh chapter. Oh, it is going to be You got you now. Verse 24 said, Oh, wretched man that I am. Who should deliver me from the body of this death? That's why the wages of sin is death. And the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. 
I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So then with the mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with the flesh, the law of sin. And may the Lord have a blessing to the reader and hearers of his word. Amen. I think it could not be made no clearer, clearer, you know, uh, there should be no doubt about it, just to make that, like, you know, those are the things that are, that are being said and how clear they are to anybody that wants to understand. And they can't say what Reverend Lyle said, you told him what a fire in, in Romans, in Genesis, when it's line on line, you know, Word on word, and, and, it's, and as a matter of fact, we're living right now in, in, the, in, in, the, in the results when we when we be here today. In fact, you know, these things are taking place right before our very eyes. That's amazing that my God we serve, you know, how, how he, how he's, 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 he's so good to us, you know what I'm saying? Do you man? I like to say, he, I know he's never been good to me, Ray, you know, it's all different from my little way. Yes, sir. Yeah, I was paralyzed. Could, could not move. Could not move my feet or my hands. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter Live every Saturday. Also, this broadcast will be heard again 
tomorrow at 1 to 3 p.m. and also again on Wednesday. My name is Howard Folks. That's Scott. You listen to lunch with some new work in I'll take it out of here. Yeah, man. <clears throat>
tell them, tell them, tell them about how guess who's coming to guess who they, how they joke came about. Okay, guess who's coming to Kansas City? Uh, well, it came about from the, the movie, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner, with Senator Spencer Space, Audrey Hepburn. Come to find out that was reality. This young lady who was uh, the daughter of uh, Nims, I think his name was, he was in the Johnson administration, and he was afraid that if they would announce that his daughter was dating, uh, I guess nowadays they have been American, they would have kicked him off the Johnson administration, but that didn't happen. He and she got married. I think he passed away. I forget her name, but uh, he passed away several years ago. And they made that look that every time I get a chance to watch it, I do. The name of that was Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. And so I tell you, man, Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City. And that's been about over 30 years ago. Longer than that, I think. behind the 
Haynes work. So we've been going on, as a matter of fact, we celebrate 50 years now for that. Wow. Well, as a matter of fact, I know uh, you have, uh, have an event scheduled uh, to, to, to celebrate that. Uh, I want to say December 2nd, am I right? You are correct. You learned your Okay. Well, I've been talking about one of the best, okay? Well, yeah, that's what the guy was called me, Friends of Community Media, so he'll be part of what we're going to recognize is uh, you folks that we think are very uh, deserving of that uh, time well spent. And the Reserve Black Chamber of Commerce is one of those organizations that falls in that category. And we Thank you. Go ahead. I said, thank you, sir. Wait till we, wait till we give you a special recognition. But we don't Yeah, we can thank you. We can thank you. We can thank you. That's why I can't thank you while we can. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we had talked earlier uh, about that, uh, about Oklahoma. And we talked about, uh, actually, Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma, was the Indian Territory. It didn't become uh, a state until 1907. Mm -hmm. And uh, Choctaw Indians, which is a major uh, travel in Oklahoma, they own the casino, and they're probably the oldest one, but our people, matter of fact, uh, it was uh, put out that maybe the land was stolen, but what happened? My uh, ancestors, there was a place called the Bottom in Oklahoma. And so what happened, they moved from the bottom. I remember that. I, I didn't know what was going on. I remember that. So we moved to Wagner, Oklahoma. And it was okay, you see, you said the Bottoms, okay. What are you talking about, the Bottom? That was just that territory. That's what they called it. That was okay. that territory called the Bottom. I can't tell you the correct name right now, but okay. we're there, and we moved to this place. It's on a hill in the white local. This, this, this is your family you're talking about now. Your family runs. Right, right, right. They moved to this place, and at that time, I realized what we were was sharecroppers on uh, acres, and they planted corn and cattle and horses. They had chickens and uh, numerous snakes and things like that. And they had a cellar in this place. And my relatives, the ancestors, they would wait till it was pitch dark tell all these ghost stories. All right. <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, it was, uh, uh, they used to say that. And I, I understand they have uh, lions in the mountain, okay? But they say they call them pants. They said what happened, those lions would scream in holes, and it seemed like a woman screaming. Right. I actually saw.
bombs did. They killed over 300 people. No one has been brought to justice yet. The Black Wall Street down there got it made into a museum. Yeah, well, not only that, you see, uh, that, uh, you know, uh, they, did, they, they did a tribute, not since they're not ancient, but several tributes in the last couple of years. Matter of fact, Biden went down there, and but, but, it, but what happened is that Black Wall, like the Black Wall Street there, this is where they actually had black owned hotels, they had black owned
I said yes, we have a tendency to think so. Okay. Now, you see, also, uh, I'm happy to say that your, your daughter, uh, who argued with you all the time, tell me about her. Oh, you mean Dr. Gina Marie Richardson Taylor? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, see, she's 55 years old now, and ever since she was 8 years old, she took on that she was a boss. Even like people in the South would say, yes, Jenny, uh, she, she kept believing that she was a boss. And it wasn't her mother, her biological mother, Stay away from Mr. Richardson. Cause that inspired the door and knock on the door. I said, Who is it? Gina. She was here. Yes, yes, Eddie. I'll put it in the language you might comprehend. <laughs> yeah, 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 right now. I'm in a couple of chats. She's, you know, she's definitely. And also, uh, you know, your grandson, who's on this program, was on your program. I get the our program, and I don't get Yeah, he's uh he's he's still in uh, college. So he, he got a, a two hundred thousand dollar scholarship to Arkansas, which meant everything. And he got that all those grades of what it didn't get along. They they always look on the coaches, okay? And so he's now wanting to play a little bit more with Hutchinson Community College. Hopefully okay. it'll be the first one that we can think of or make it to the NFL. Okay. In your family. Right. Now also actually you yeah, have yeah, some other people here, you yeah, have people that have your first time tell about tell about him. Well, yeah, well I, I have also uh well I got a bunch of relatives well. I was the first in my immediate family to get a college uh and I got two other associates, okay. Now, uh, I have a granddaughter called, all their names over to Jay. Jay, uh, and I think uh, she's about five feet eight, and she's getting ready to go to college. And uh, she, I think she has the making of a, a basketball star. What they okay. say? And I'm hoping that she'd be the first one to go to the WNBA. I know, I know one thing, one thing, and also too, too about the grandson Timothy also. Who? Oh. Uh, uh, Reverend Timothy. Oh, uh, yes, he's a, uh, once again, he got another restaurant, just found out. He moved from Shiny Mission down on 12th Street with his, uh, Ollie Gates territory. Okay. He's in the car, he was telling me that. The young lady that owned, the, owned that particular store on 12th Street. He was telling him, they always, always want to tell my business. He was saying that I was crazy by her sister. I said, she wouldn't give me the time of day. <laughs> but I'd like to see her. Also, 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 since you knew Holly Gates go way back, also. Holly Gates? Yeah, Holly Gates came out of Lincoln in uh, 49. I came out in 58. Now, then, did he embrace 
Kendrick is probably one of the biggest black men in the Kansas City. Tell us about him. Yeah, he's an uh, honor gate. Uh, he owns Six Gates Barbecue, and we call him uh, Big Yellow, really. But he, um, he, he's been quite a, a gentleman. Nothing moves till he wants it to move. So he's been himself in key positions in the city on the city council and the different departmental heads and things like that. And so they know that people go to him and they want something to happen. So they call him a power broker. Yeah, he is. Well, I know you and he kind of grew together because you're on in your lives. Oh, we're friends. I respect him, Mr. Gates. He's done all that. I know you too. I know you I had a chance to be in the field a couple of times, you know, and also I met with a call a couple of times. And uh, he was a gentleman, real nice. I met some of the family members also. Yeah, nigga, he got all his children in the business. Well, which is always a good thing to do in Huh? It's always a good thing to get your kids in your business. Because right now, I know uh, he has this one of his kids going to look at the other business. And I think now, yeah, the legacy, they can pass on to you, you should have passed. Yeah, all of them in that business. They have some that are proud of other business, but they end up coming back. Well, you know, right now, I mean, just in Kansas City, being a child, being a gate, so to speak, Maybe for a royalty, so to speak. But like I said, when you go, and he owns a lot, a lot of land, shopping malls, and he owns it. I guess it's not just a royalty, but he also has the land all around out of the store. Well, that's, that's another good point that you just said. Uh, uh, black folks, uh, people of color, whatever, uh, should get the land. Like we had Tyler Perry. I understand he bought up all that land with a uh, reservation, not a reservation, a plantation down there in, uh, uh, what you call it? Atlanta. Yeah. And I, I recall the time that we, uh, it was a guy named Frank Milton who was a uh, person of color to be uh, the mayor of uh, Jackson. Also, 
and this would be in his presence, oh, so he's a very smart, humble young man, by the way, too. You know, he, you know, he didn't try to, you know, uh, as long as you suspected him, okay, you got along, but you try to, you know, disrespect him, or, you know, call him out of his name, or, or, or disrespect him or his wife or something, or you would catch hell. Mm-hmm. And which is the way it should be posted up. Okay. You know, and, but I'm saying that that term limitations uh, took out most of the seniors and and the same who was who had accrued a lot of power in those days and since since they did their term limitation in Kansas City, uh, thank God here in St. Louis Alvarez, I'm not trying to out here. But uh but but, but, but uh, you know, uh, they now have term limitations on the state reaction and the case over two. But they can only say it was a two year term and four years it's two terms, and that could be it's the terms of four years. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but that was not, not a good thing for the, for the community as a whole. That was not a good thing for the community as a whole. But again, there's a lot of changes involved in big faith. And I know right now, uh, we're coming up on a, on a lecture. Yeah, I feel, but I feel he accrued his power 
local level before he became a congressman. Yeah, true. And his wife was... What about his wife? She was the entertainer. Singer. Okay. I forget her name. Okay. And you see, in Kansas City, we have had a lot of, uh, lot of, uh, lot of entertainers come out of Kansas City. And I know you, you're familiar with a lot of them. I know the, the Bloodstone one we had on the show uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, we had Harry. Uh, and still trying to uh, see if I can get the different uh, newspaper before we have the next conference. But people seem to misplace their notes on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know, I know also the uh, famous football player in Kansas who played all his children was getting close to yours. Yeah. Yep. The only thing he missed out on, and maybe he'll do him like he did Buck O'Neill, and put him into the Hall of Fame later on. Oh, yeah, and Buck O'Neill was a legend in his own time. As a matter of fact, I had a chance to meet him several, several times. Did you think I like about Miss O'Neill was that uh, when I met him you know, with you in Kansas City a couple of times, I mean, you know, several times, when he came to St. Louis one time, and I was able to meet him, and he remembered my name. All right, how are you doing just like that? And I was, I just was amazed about his memory. You say best of all, man, he was sure. He would tell the people, he tells you how. Yeah, how me and them see you supporting. We ain't never supported together. <laughs> he was a nice guy for talking about, oh man, he can, he can talk, man. And now they got a...
lot of uh, black activists there that just love one of the part of, of our
Biden office, uh, Biden, uh, President Biden's So 
we're in a meeting and they're going around the table uh, introducing everybody. And there's a guy sitting there and they say he's from the Rainbow Chamber. I, I was totally oblivious. I didn't, I didn't know what that symbolism would have been. And, you know, it's kind of like those of us that run the trade mission. Oh, let me tell you, there were some sisters there that own their own business and they're, you know, they're prominent, they're billionaires, and they're not having it. You're not telling them, so they stood up and said, listen, we're not accustomed to people that don't look like us, that don't have a background like us coming up trying to represent us. That's not who we are or what we do. And we suggest you go and find some people that are more like us to actually represent these issues and these concerns. And, you know, they, they heard a pen dropping there because it was all white folks there. I mean, you talk about the leaders, although the person who put the whole thing together uh, as the Global Diversity Export Initiative is a black woman, but they were noticeably double checking behind her and asking us definitely not right or whatever find out later that's how they um, grade them you know on how well the job they've done what's going on so um, it was it, that part of it was interesting but then let me let me give you to the good news the good news was we left there man and went to Ghana and it was like I mean it was as close as you could get to being in America black America as you could probably get in Africa and I'm talking about uh, a number of us ran into people or knew people that were Americans that were living there and doing business there. And they were part of part of our meetings. So in Ghana, there was the U.S. Africa Business Exposition. And the NBCC, I'm, I'm proud to say that we were a sponsor of it. And there was an exhibition, so every business in our delegation had a booth at their expo. And I, I, they, I, I, they ran to, I didn't bring, I didn't, I brought less than a thousand business cards. I ran, they ran the line like for four hours. And uh, a lot of, a lot of my, a lot of the other guys that were there, the businesses that were there, but they gave out over a thousand business cards. And, you know, we really weren't going there for, for the expo. But we met a lot. I mean, I got stacks and stacks of business cards from people who come from different foods who work for the business. They have viable businesses, and there are a number of uh, viable in industries that we could do something with. And then after all that, one of the uh, gentlemen that was there, he was of Indian descent. You know, he was a sheik, the kind of read those turbans. And they own a lot of business there. This particular gentleman, he owned an IT company. He had the sole license to export gold. So he was uh, smelting gold, uh, bullion, and, and just, you know, he had a mine. But if you want to export, you have to work for them to get a license. And then you got to go to the central bank to handle the transaction. Then he also, his daughter, who was black African, she had a shea butter company. So they came to me and asked yeah. to help the daughter. And so the daughter was so enthused with our conversation that she brought back the lady that was the leader of the film company. And they had made a documentary about uh, the evolution of slavery and just how the origins from Ghana and how all that came out. Very well done. Of course, we're going to help them. And so then they invited us to come to their 
that night we went to the movie screening and another gentleman that I met, a young man, said, listen, I want everybody to come over to my house for uh, drinks after this. And so I was rolling with the crew and said, well, we're going to a bar or a club or something. And I said, well, I'm riding with them and whatever. And man, don't you know, we went on to the club and it was, it was nice. It was real Euro style. It's outdoors, open air, but it's perfect. The hip hop music going and really having a good time. And for the people at the club come over and said, there's a call for you all. And we're like, how do you even know who we are? You know, what do you know? So <laughs> it turns out that the uh, people that were hosting the drinks turned out to be one of the wealthiest men in the country. And they said, wow. they, they sent us a picture of his garage. It said, and then they had, then they had it coming around. Yeah, and so uh, the garage they sent a picture of was like 20 cars. I, I kid you. Wow. I counted, I stopped counting after eight, and it was still a couple, you know, a couple hundred yards to walk up to the place where they were going to reception. And it turned out this gentleman, uh, just as nice as he could be, and they had a bar there set up, and the whole delegation was in there. And still, I mean, he could have, it could have been a club. And uh, he had a compound where his entertaining stuff was on one side of it, swimming pool, tennis courts, all that. And then the living compound was on the other, had this huge, huge house. And uh, so he, you know, eventually, because I'm just kind of saying, man, what's going on? <laughs> and this guy owned the whole thing. He went and bought some huge plot of land, and he started building houses, and he's building, like, some of them are, like, condominiums that are in it. They all look like something out of Dubai or something. Okay, so tell me, I need to say this, okay. We got to get out of here, but tell us about the conference. Now that this weekend. I mean, we can't. Well, a lot of these folks that, that there will be there are sending representatives to conferences. Yeah. start Wednesday morning with a, uh, what I'm going to call a field trip from Atlanta to Tuskegee, where we're going to go tour the uh, home of Booker uh, Washington, who is the founder of most national black organizations. And we, our partner, National Business School, is moving their headquarters back there. And as you as you know, my father is one of the original Episcopalians, so we're real honored and pleased to be going back to see the university. And we're committing ourselves back to genesis and origins of black economics in the United States. That's where you're going to learn more about the Black Belt. Black Belt was the economic base uh, as, as slavery um, to the United States, but it was to the South, and it was cotton and tobacco. And there's a number of these cities that are all like right now prime Black Wall Street type business uh, strategy type places that we have some people that are committing funds for those types of developments. Then uh, on Thursday, we have the ribbon cut, 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 cutting and the grand opening. And uh, lo and behold, we're still getting interest from speakers and people that want to come, but now with big players. So we have, uh, we've confirmed the Deputy Secretary for the Department of State is over the Bureau of Africa. And uh, we're really honored that we've never had a government. 
relevant topic as that is Pan-African Day, and that's what we're going to be talking about. So we have delegations coming from Ghana, uh, Kenya, Ghana. Joe, right now we got to do this conversation, okay? But um, we're going to try, you know, and then we can broadcast live next week when I'm down there. You know, man, I'm down there. Uh, I think yes. that'd be perfect, and there'll be a lot of information for yourself and I to give and share. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying, I know we're short on time, but I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to face some of these experiences. Thank you. Okay, you can lunch with me at your conference. That's our CEO, Chuck DeVoe, that's at your conference. I'm from Traveler. Here's our next stop. Hey, Chuck. Thank you. Thank you again, Nancy. Atlanta, Georgia.